we sneak dissing, man? We dissing anybody? <laughs> nah, we uh, okay. yeah, we just you know we can throw some shots. Nah, you know, we uh, talking about? We actually, I mean, we, you know, it is kind of what we do. We're more of a sneaker podcast. We talk about sneakers, sports, music every week. One of the co-hosts mm-hmm. here, George, he's also here right now. So um, George, what up, man? Uh, we have a third co-host, but he wasn't able to make it today. So man, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, we just talk sneakers. We talk sports. We talk about everything. And you know, I, I had uh, when I emailed you, I had I listen to Brilliant Idiots every single week. I listen. To, I listen to your podcast. I listen to Combat Jack. I listen to everybody. And uh, when you guys started talking sneakers, I was like, Yo, I got to get Premium Pete on here, man. He's somebody who's been involved in the sneaker community forever. Episode, what episode is this? 73. Episode 73. It was George, no Ryan, Greg in the building like always. We got a super duper special guest in the building. Uh, Actually, not in the building, but over... We uh, might need Pete to address Ryan again. The missing link today. The missing link. Uh, But we got the homie Premium Pete with us today. Listen, thanks for having me, man. Shouts to the Sneak Disc Podcast. Now your third co-host, man. You're too fucking busy, man. Too busy to fucking <laughs> hang out, man. But it's all right. I ain't gonna, I'm going to be easy. I'm going to be easy, man. But what's his name again? His name's Ryan. Man, shouts to Ryan, man. He better be getting pussy. You know I mean? <laughs> that actually... Or else I'm going to sneak this him, you know, uh, pretty soon. But, yeah, thanks for having me. You know, um, I, I know uh, this whole game is about follow-up. It's oh. not about sneak this podcast. It's not about just, a, you know, sneakers. It's anything. Oh, and what course. I mean by that is about following up. And I like the way um, you reached out to me. And then I think that, like I said, like, oh, I think this week works. And you're like, hey, we're a little busy this week. Uh, let us know next week. And then on the bottom, you wrote something that stuck out to me where you wrote, like, um, if you don't get back to me, I'll follow up. You know oh, I mean? yeah. Like something like that. And, and, and I felt like that was really, you know, ahead of your time in the sense of, like, a lot of these kids – don't get how important the follow-up is you know right. what i mean yeah no nah, we get that because you know a lot of times people busy and we know you know like i said i've been listening to you i can't forever and you know everybody's out here married busy fathers kids businesses things going on so sometimes you know people forget to get back to you so i have absolutely no problem double checking you know doubling back making sure that it's a possibility you know i don't ever want to miss out on an opportunity to talk to somebody who's been in the sneaker culture and hip-hop forever, you know. You're cemented in it, you know. Like I said, we appreciate you just taking time out of your day as a father and everything that you deal with on a regular basis to sit with us for a second. So Sure, most definitely, most definitely, uh, most definitely. So a lot of people, you know, if you're not familiar with Premium Pete, uh, like I said, he's a podcast host of his own show, The Premium Pete Show, uh, which has been going on for probably over a little bit over a year now. Um, which is kind of funny yep. because I always followed you on Combat Jack, and then once you decided to you know part ways there, um, I was surprised you actually started your own podcast. Yeah, you know, um, I thank the internets for that. Um, you know, it, when you do something with somebody and you believe in something so much, and then things just don't work out, like in the sense of like you know, right? You know, you just kind of grow, grow, you know. Grow, grow different from each other. You know, you may have some different wants and needs, and 
and and you know in any business in any partnership and uh you know when we started the combat jack show many years ago you know uh i think we got big real quick as far as being you know um just really the voices of podcasts and, and hip-hop you know what i mean i think like you know the originators of podcast hip-hop is juan epstein i always give shouts to definitely rosenberg and cypher sounds but when the combat jack show came up next um i think we did it in a more organic and um you know just a different type of dynamic and you know i mean it goes to show how many people we sat down with i mean we sat down with so many people and had some amazing um you know content and amazing guests but to be honest with you when me and combat parted ways i wasn't going to do my own podcast because to be honest with you i was doing a podcast for five six years already every week and i know people you know whoever's doing podcasts that does it once a week or whoever listens to podcasts may think like yeah once a week is simple but it's a lot of work oh it's a lot of work you gotta be you know you gotta prepare for it you gotta hopefully have a guest if, if you're a guest-based show um and you want to like you, you know you don't want to just put out any regular shit so you know you know, I had to commit myself to that. And to be honest with you, I always say like, I thank the internets because not one person hit me up, not two people hit me up, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and into thousands of people hit me up and was like, yo, you need to do your own, you know, um, show, you know, we need to, you know, we need to hear you back. We need to get your perspective. You know, we need to hear your, you, you, you know, your thoughts on certain things and your heartfelt. And I think in this day of social media, a lot of times, sometimes, you know, you get like, um, you know, like somebody like one or two people are right. Like, I don't like that podcast. And then somebody like, oh, shit, people don't like it. Like, nah, you got to be an overall thinker of who you're hearing it from. And it was nonstop. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and, um, you know, I, I, I did miss doing it, you know. Um, so, you know, I said, let me bring it back and give my perspective. I know there's some people who thought like, hey, Pete, you know, he always talks about jail or he doesn't say much here. Or, <laughs> right. You know, what could, you know, like, I felt I felt like they thought, like, what could they do? And, and I'm so glad I did it. And I proved to myself, not only just the world, that, like, you know, I could do some compelling shit. And, you know what I mean, that I could have and sit down with people and create some amazing content. And I think that, you know, that's what I think I feel that I've been able to do over the past year, you know, with my own show. Yeah, no, when we uh, started our podcast, you know, there was only like one or maybe two other sneaker podcasts out there. And, you know, like you said, it's not easy, especially when your main topic is sneakers. It's not easy to be at week 73 and the main discussion is sneakers. Um, and, you know, we've like you said, we get tons of people who love to listen to us and we get a lot of people who, you know, quite honestly, kind of hate us. Uh, but it's one of those things that we've kind of lived with because we're providing content to somebody, whether they love it or hate it. And it's the fact that they take the time to even listen to it is what we appreciate. Like you said, it's not easy. Like, you know, but, you know, like I said, I told you earlier, I listened to you on The Brilliant Idiots and I heard you and Andrew going back and forth about sneakers for a little bit. And I said, man, you know, I really haven't heard Premium Pete in a minute unless it's something I've missed really talk about sneakers and things how it's changed and where the culture is at right now in the community so you know we just kind of wanted to touch on that with you you know get your opinions on things and uh like i said we're big fans of yours so uh, we just glad you're here with us now most definitely look you know um that conversation was definitely something i think won't happen every maybe 50 episodes on brilliant idiots um as <laughs> right. far as sneakers they just don't talk about stuff like that yeah, I think um, I think Andrew might be a little bit more into it than Charlemagne. 
Yeah. I mean, Charlemagne loves kicks. Right. Trust me. But I don't think that, you know, the way we spoke about, you know, it's funny, too. Like, I have my friend, Shouts to Ray P. Um, he, he's over at Nice Kicks. He's one of the contact directors over at NiceKicks.com. And, um, you know, he was with me. And, and when he left, he was like, man, that costume segment was amazing. And, you know, like, it's funny how sometimes you just have conversation with people. And we do live in a world now where it's a costume more than ever. Right. You know, people kind of know what they could wear so they could look, so they could appear to be something they're not. You know, like, that's the only thing that is is, is tough in this world and day and age is that people try to buy themselves into this game. Um you know, pair of sneakers. Right. What would they be? Yeezys. Like, the, like what I brought up. Say Charlemagne, and I brought this up, and just for your listeners, say Charlemagne. You know, and I told this to Charlemagne. Um, um, say he, you know, goes on a golf outing with a corporate company for the radio station, right? right. Um, um, could be some, you know, some out, out of touch people, maybe older people, maybe some older white people, or it could be any color. It could be Spanish. Could be whatever. Some Chinese. Right. You know, it's funny how now, you know, it's kind of like if they got a pair of Yeezys or if they got a pair of dope shoes or, or, or if they have like a Supreme thing, it's like if people see them, they automatically think they're of the culture. You know what I mean? Like, like, like keep in mind, like we walk around and we see a kid with a Supreme shirt and not saying that we're <laughs> Supreme lovers. Like, I don't really rock Supreme much. I got a few pieces, but I'm not a Supreme guy. Right. But automatically we think, like, oh, that's one of us. You know what I mean? Like, when we see somebody wearing a pair of Yeezys, you know what I mean? We're like, oh, okay. You know, he's a sneakerhead. You know what I mean? Right. Even though even though, even though, though I'm not a fan of, of, of the word sneakerhead, I like to call them sneaker lovers. Because, you know, back in the day, people used to use crackhead. So, people <laughs> use sne- sneakerhead. It's kind of like, I don't know. I, I, and I feel like a lot of people who are bougie that asks you about shit are like oh oh what are you like one of those sneaker heads Ooh, like and it's like <laughs> that goes for up. everything you know what I mean? yeah yeah but you know you're right but it's like i i, I feel like i don't know like like you know no we 100 sneak- yeah we 100 agree sneaker with you lover, now you know? we we agree with you like it's one of those terms that like it just kind of got implemented and it's just cemented and you you try to use other words for it and we're actually, you know, we're always considered like the old men of the sneaker community. We're well in our 30s, you know, so we have a, a constant battle with the younger generation on sneakers and Yeezy and Supreme and things like that. And it's not to knock it. It's just that, you know, actually, we're jumping ahead. You know, we actually wanted to ask you some questions and we'll get into all that, actually. Good, good. So uh, just real quick, I had read the piece that Huffington Post had wrote about you. Which is actually really dope. Like, that's something that, you know, we inspire to have, you know, somebody write about you. That's that's super dope. Uh, but it talked about your affinity for sneakers and, like, how you had to work for them in a paper route and things like that. Uh, how did that appreciation for sneakers get started with you? You know, um, growing up in Brooklyn, um, you know, sneakers were like were like a piece of, like, memorabilia. You know what I mean? Like, you know, growing up loving Jordan, seeing Jordan. This guy was amazing. But more so than that, just the sneakers, the way they look. Jordan 3s, you know, like Jordan 4s. Like, like I always say, when a Jordan 3 came around, I'll never forget, man. I was in science uh, class in, high, in, in, in high, and maybe like it was junior high school, I think. 
Yeah, it was junior high school. Right. And, um, man, this fucking Chinese kid came in with a pair of threes on, man. And, you know, that jump man right. on, on the tongue, that, you know, visible air unit bubble, fucking elephant print, cement print, whatever <laughs> the fuck, you know, you decide you you want to call it. Right. That shit was amazing. I was like, what the fuck are those? <laughs> and, 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 like, it's crazy, too, because I remember that Chinese kid, like, I don't know, like, I feel like he got popular just from wearing dope sneakers. <laughs> I mean, he had the military fours. He had, the, you know, the, 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 the five red threes. Right. You know, like, like, like. He had the fives. I'll never forget the five red fives when they came out later on. You know, this kid was, you know, and 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 we just look at them like they were a piece of like, just just a memorabilia, like iconic piece of of your outfit, man. You know, keep in mind back in the day, man. I used to we used to wear like the same jeans like two three days in a row, man. But we just had a different shirt and a pair of sneakers, man. We were good. We're good. You know, you know, and 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 you know, but like. Just, just seeing that, and, and I was like, wow, like, you know, like, like, I guess, like, you know, I just wanted to stay fresh, man. I think people always looked at your feet, and, you know, we grew up in a time where it was, like, kind of like in Brooklyn and New York. Um, it was like a fashion show, you know, polo, you know, Carl Kanai, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Cross colors at that time. Mecca. You know, like all uh, Mecca, stuff. South Pole, you know, um, you know. Autumn classic I mean, streetwear brands. You know, I mean, it's cross colors, you know, you know, there was so many, man, you know, it is like, you know, even starter jackets. Like, I'm, I, I have friends that died over starter jackets. Like, when I think about that shit, I have it's friends, crazy. I have yeah. friends, too. Me and George are both from California, and I, for 100% fact, have those all black starter jackets. There were always a certain few that, like, you always saw, but there were rare ones out there, and I had friends who were shot yeah. and killed for starter jackets that's a 100 yeah. percent fact and like yeah, 49ers were big uh raiders were big like um yeah like, you know the, yeah what'd you say no i was saying like yeah like i remember those jackets like cats they were like the quintessential like what the society viewed as like the drug dealer outfit like you had your big starter jacket. None of us wore an extra large, but we had an extra large. There wasn't starter. no need to wear a starter jacket in L.A., but people would still do it just because. The Hornets, yeah. the Bulls, you name yeah. it. Like teams yeah. that yeah. wasn't yeah. even really from there. Yeah, that's that, that's funny. You know, I never knew that. I never knew that. Like, as far as, like, you're right. There's no need to wear a jacket in that way. I never thought of it like that. And, you know, in, in New York, you know, we wore it because, you know, obviously being stylish, but also it was cold, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. You know. Um, yeah. People started yeah. wearing down jackets in L.A. when I, I'm i 38. So or just about to be 38. So when, when I was in high school, you know, I'm the down feather jacket thing on the East Coast had been going on for a long time. And it came people wearing them in L.A. in the summertime. Like, man, what are you guys doing? And Tim's and all that kind of stuff. Like. Yeah, did you fuck with Triple Fat Goose? <laughs> <laughs> that triple guy, that, that's that's strictly East Coast. Uh, yeah, what about uh, the eight ball jacket? Everybody had eight ball. Everybody had eight ball. Everybody had a Pele Pele. Uh, Ever uh, okay, Averex. Averex. Of course, like if you found a nice little Averex joint or a Pele Pele at like you might even finesse one out of a Burlington Coal Factory <laughs> for like a a good three hundred or something. Like yo, you was for real. Like, I th- well, I'm, yo, I'm thinking was- the era before that. The one that really caught on. On, like if someone if you had a heli hansen jacket oh yeah of okay course. and then okay. people kind of looked at it different because everybody had polo and tommy hilfiger and nautica when that wave jumped off but sure. if you really had the heli hansen people were like "Ooh, okay heli hansen was yeah expensive. i mean I, I mean there was a lot of pieces to you know 
you know, of of Tommy, of, of definitely Nordica, definitely obviously Polo, def- different rugby, you know, stuff that yeah. was definitely, you know, like just really like I need that. But um, you know, I'll tell you one thing, man. That is what made fashion, you know, streetwear, sneakers so special, so addictive at that time. Um, the only thing too is I think that like when when you get older, like it's weird too because it's like you never want to be that old guy in the room. Um, right. And I think sneakers keep you young. You know what I mean? Like, 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 you know, even me as an older person, you know, I, I got a daughter who's 17. I go to her open school night, you know, maybe wearing bread ones. Right. You know, they're like, oh, you the brother? You know what I mean? <laughs> That's my daughter. And then meanwhile, like, like uh, uh, my daughter, like, hey, uh, my, my friend Steve, in the, you know, who's in my class just texts me that your father has awesome shoes on or whatever. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like we I, I want to give an example. Um, there's a gas station out here in Jersey. I, li- I grew up in Brooklyn all my life. I live in Jersey now. I was able to, you know, get a home with my lady right. um, and, uh, you know, the backyard. Jersey, you know, you're able to do that if you could get out here. Um, you know. There's a gas station out here, and you know how gas station people like like sometimes they have that jacket. It's like black, but like neon or reflective. Oh I don't yeah, know yeah, if yeah. you know what I'm talking about. Like it's like about. a reflective. Uh, it's like you know, it looks like 3M. Like it's like yep, that plastic. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So 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 you know the foam pods. It's like the um, <laughs> the 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 neon ones. Um, what, what were they called? The lime. What's it called? Lime. Um, there was a few the lime ones. Like, I don't know. Um, I don't damn, I'm trying to think what the fuck the, the name was for them. But anyway, you know, I seen him in the foams, and and, and and when he came up to my window, I was like, hey, let, let me get $30 uh, regular. And um, he just looked like he had attitude. And I was about to stop homie for a second, like, dude, you good? You know what I mean? I'm just asking <laughs> you for paint for gas. And uh, But, you know, I was like, you know, you never know what people are going through. Sometimes people have hard days. When he came back to give me my receipt, um... I was like, I see you out here with the, with, you know, with the phone posits on. You're right. killing them. He's like, Yo, man, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to stay fresh. But they don't know, they don't know what I'm doing out here. And, and his whole <laughs> attitude changed. You know what I mean? Like his whole attitude was like, Oh shit, someone recognized me. Right. And that goes back to me saying that this circle of ours, this thing of ours, this footwear, this streetwear that, that we love so much. But, you know, the game changed a lot because, you know, it could be, you know, obviously it's it's a young man's game, meaning like right. where it keeps on turning. You you go to these sneaker cons, you know, you see like 10-year-old kids wearing Yeezys and flipping Yeezys <laughs> with 2,000 in their hand. You know, yeah, I, I, it's amazing to me. So it's a young game. Yeah, no, it's funny that the example you gave about your daughter, last week we had just talked about how like we're bringing in that era of the cool dad because like you said we brought in all that Averex, the nauticas and all that and it it evolved to sean john and it evolved to like other brands and like where we at currently right now with you know supreme and we got you know pata and all kind of stuff like that and like you said like i, I have a son 18 he's just starting college and i'm 34 you know and you know my my son i have his friends over and I'll come walking out wearing a pair of Yeezys or something, and they lose their minds. Like mm, they mm. can't, they can't believe it because you know their dads are in their like late fifties, you know, sixties, and they're not used to seeing you know the son and the dad almost kind of dressed alike, you know, very similar. 
so I get that all the time. Like, yo, that's your, that's your dad. That's your dad. Your dad got Yeezys. Your dad got Jays like that. You know. And 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 I'll be honest with you. Like, I try to. We we talk about it all the time. It's a young people's era right now, and they think that everything that's out for them now they started or they created, and it's not true. It all started way 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 back. Like, they just don't understand where it came from. Yeah, I think it started when people weren't thinking about something starting. You know, people just had a passion, right. um, you know, for kicks. Like, you know, I always tell people that there were no lines. There were no release dates <laughs> when I was grabbing Jordans. When I grabbed a Jordan 1, okay, it wasn't about if you, you know, if you weren't about if it was going to sell out. No, it wasn't going to sell out. You got to worry about if you were able to have the money for them. Oh, you know exactly you know and that was the most important thing you know and 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 I, I i going back to what you were saying you know that's when i asked my parents and they wouldn't get me i think they're like 90 or 99 i think the jordan ones were uh when i bought them it was like 85 i was begging my parents man they they would not do it for <laughs> me man like a hundred dollar sneakers so you know i was able to come up with i think a little bit more than half and they put in the rest and i was able to get it but the crazy thing back then was when you think about it when you got those pair of sneakers and people turn around, you know what I mean? Like, like, like you got to stay with them for a long time. Like my mother was like, yo, you're going to wear these things until fucking the soles come off. <laughs> oh, yeah. and, and, and now you think about the way my style is now, not these kids. I'm not saying these kids, me, myself, like I'm the kind of person where I like wearing, you know, multiple different sneakers, you know? Right. Sometimes I, sometimes I'll get used to a sneaker. Like that's how I know I got older where it's like, I got, I may have hundreds of sneakers you know, I'm storage or my garage right. and I'm wearing the same sneaker for five days in a row. Yeah, that's you know what, what I mean? we like, talk about that all the time. Like we have hundreds and hundreds of sneakers, but whatever's on the floor, like George probably test throwing a boost, throwing a Air Max, whatever you got laying around. Like sometimes it's it's too much work to go in what you got just to pull something out. Yeah, and it goes too by comfortability these days too. And and, and it's funny you bring up throwing a boost. Yeah. Um Let's talk about this for a second. Well, actually, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Because I want to talk to you about that. Uh, But I want to talk about SneakerTube TV real quick. So you started. Yeah. So, oh, so is it, is it Fanique? Like it's done? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you know, we had a good run, man. Um, But, you know, um, it, it, I would say, well. You started that in 2010. I started in 2010, yeah, and um, it was great, man. It, it definitely brought a lot of people together, man. Yo, people, somebody got married on that joint, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. I, sw- I swear to God, like, somebody, we had a chat a chat room in there. You know, you were able to put a profile. Yeah, um, it was you know, dope. Um, yeah, you know, the, the, you know it, 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 what I wanted to do was make, um, I, I, would, I was never trying to compete with YouTube. Uh, that would be stupid. I wanted to make a spot where people could really... You know, we had channels. We had Jordan. We had, you know, uh, Air Force. We had, right. you know, um, you know, basketball. We had LeBron. We had Kobe. You know, we had, uh, um, you know, regular videos or, or whatever it was. We had all these categories that YouTube didn't have. YouTube, like if you put in Black Cat, um, you know, threes, uh, uh, Black Cats would right. really come up instead of Jordans. <laughs> you know, right? Um, you know, and I wanted to make something, and and you know, I spent a lot of time. Got a lot of developers involved. I thought it was a great idea. It was. It resonated for a while, but you know, there were, it's like any project. Uh, you know, it, 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 it you know, so it, it's just too much. Like, there's just so much to. It was too much to keep up with. 
I mean, we ran it for like five years. Right. So, you know what I mean? Like, I, and, and it did well. Like I said, somebody got married on that joint. That was fucking amazing. Bro. I used to always be on there. And I thought, you know, it's funny. Like, I was you know, thinking about it. And I was like, man, I remember it used to be dope on there. It used to have everything that you wanted if you were a sneakerhead. I think sure. when I think back to it right now, like you said, trying to compete with YouTube, I think back then it would have probably been looked at as that. But honestly, I was really hoping that you were say you were working on it and getting it started back up because I think it was just way ahead of its time. Everything, everything that you wanted it and envisioned it to be back then, it's perfect for it right now. Sneaker community in YouTube is like hand in hand. It's just nothing but sneaker reviews, what you wear on your feet, unboxing, blah, 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 a vlog, sneaker Kong vlogs. If that, if sneaker tube TV still existed to where, if I want to only watch sneaker videos about Jordan, Adidas, sneaker con and so forth, I can only go, I can just go here because on YouTube, Honestly, I'll look for one video and then I'll just click whatever I see on the side, whatever sure, pops up. Sure. Like, I think it's something that is still needed to this day. I know it's a lot yeah, of work. Yeah, it's, it, was a, it was a lot of work. You know, um, you're, you're right, too. And, and you know what? You learn from your mistakes. And, and, and anybody listening, um, I'm going to give you my failures. So hopefully they can become your successes. But, um, you know, like when you do something, you got to do something for it, too. And what I mean by that is, like, I created a community. Right. And, and, and I always had envisions of doing that. I, just like I did with You Gotta Eat This. Like, You Gotta Eat This is a community. Like, I'm not a competitor of other food blogs. I'm a community. Right. You know? Um, and, I, and that's what SneakerTube was, a community. Like, that was, like, one of my slogans, join the community. And, um, you know, but what I should have did was, like, you know, like, be, like, ESPN, like, creates their own content, too. Like, I should have created... You know, I had tons of cameras and tons of stuff. I should have done my own show, you know what I mean, and put it on the front page. You know, a weekly, you know, it could have been like a daily ESPN. You know, I'm using an example like ESPN, but I could have right. been like a sneaker report, you know what I mean? Could have been like, you know, a video thing like what, you know, Clark and, and, and Rusted years later, you know what I mean? Like uh, with, the, what was that called? Quick Strike? The Quick That's Strike. The complex? Yeah. But what I'm saying is like you do your things on your own like you know what i mean it's like like if you own own something you know you you, you do something with it more than just try to like you know what i mean like right. like like more than just owning it like i'm the owner and i you know i'm creating a great community i felt you could create the content also not just house the content you know what i mean right and i feel like i feel like i should have did that i was so focused on trying to make the best features um for people wanting to get involved um yeah man but it was good it was i'll tell you one thing man we did a lot of things um that people may not even know of the real reason i created that for is because not only because of what i just told you with the black hat three story right but also because there was so many people on youtube that felt discouraged that uh because they weren't as big as uh i don't know the people at that time could have been like sneak geeks or Frenulations, or <laughs> right. um, you know, um, it is kind of amazing how or, most of them yeah. cats have like disappeared. I know Sneak Geeks came back doing some videos, but like all these vloggers and whatnot have taken over that space. And you know, the, to me, the content is not they're like they're trying to make a comedy show out of sneakers or whatever, and it's not to me the, the majority of we talk about it all the time, and I'm sure you haven't heard any of the episodes, but 
it's corny to me. I mean, the majority of the stuff that these because their audiences are all kids, and I, and I'm not trying to say kids should be excluded, but you know, going from what some of those guys back then did to what the popular stuff is now, it's all sideshows and who can do the goofiest thing and dump yourself in a basket or in a, a tub full of Kool-Aid and it's like not even sneaker related anymore. Poor 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 milk and Yeezys with cereal. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. But you know what? You know what? I will say this. YouTube was um YouTube has emerged, you know, not only musicians and artists, but also personalities and people and you know I, bro, I'm, I'll never forget, you know, when Sneak Geeks was doing his videos, um, you know, he wasn't a person that got out there a lot. You know, he did his videos, but he really wasn't, like, moving around like that. Um, I'm cool with, you know, SneakerCon, Yu Ming, you know, the, the guys over there. I'm friends with them from, you know, since they started in day one. Um, I would travel with them. One time I brought Sneak Geeks to D.C. It was the first SneakerCon he ever went to. Bro. This is 2010, 11, maybe 2010. I'm sure. I think maybe 11. I'm not sure, but I'm sure right around there. Right. Yo, this guy was signing fucking people's shirts, <laughs> taking pictures. You know, people never understood that. You know what I mean? Like, 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 like. I'll never forget. I remember being in like, you know, I wasn't a big YouTube guy. You know, um, as far as like, I didn't do my own videos like that a lot. Um, but um, as a creator and, 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 and a person in the community, for sure, like, you know, people, people, I remember people just saying, like, who are they? Like, why? Like, wh like people never understood why. And that's still to this day. You know, like you look at like this kid, um, all these other kids, you know, these YouTube people, they go out to like an event or something like that. Bro, people look at them like they're a fucking star. Oh, yeah. We, uh, you lines know, around the block. Yeah. We go to, yeah. we've been to like a uh, no, sneaker con and things like that. And, you know, it's amazing. You know, you try not to, you know, like I said, we're considered like the angry sneakerheads, I guess, you know, even though we're not. But we just voice our opinions on how we feel. Um, and we understand that it's a young man's game. But when we talk about when we use the word content, you know, a lot of people use that very loosely. You know, I yeah. remember, I remember, you know, and this is way back when like, you know, and not to, I hate using them as an example because everybody does, but like, you know, a lot of people try to say like, what does the Kardashians do? They have no talent. They have no nothing. And then when we look at these sneaker YouTubers, it's hard to find the talent behind what they're trying to do. Their content isn't, um, to me, worthy to have the following they do. We've seen individuals, you talk about signing shirts. I'm talking about YouTubers signing Jordans. Like, to me, that's blasphemous. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I Bro, can't... I remember in 2010, I signed Jordans. It, it... Like, and, 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 and I was like amazed. Like, even with the Combat Jack show, not to cut you off and, and, and don't lose your place. Yeah. But, um, you know, even like, you know, like, like I grew up, I have like a couple of friends still i would say about three that are friends of mine since i was like fucking 10 or five and they're not like really sneaker guys they're not podcast guys they're not you know right. they're not even a lot of things that i am but they're great people um you know we, i may go you know one time i may have been in the mall with them and somebody was like oh shit premium pete like let me take a picture they're like get the fuck who the fuck wants to take a picture with you <laughs> they don't understand right you know, they're like, this, you're, you're, you know, they don't understand it, you know. Um, 
there's the, what did you say? There's a reason. There's a point I was trying to make. Well, oh no, no, I was just saying that, like you, you know, I, you know, there was. I think of this world of like YouTubers and shootubers, whatever. I wasn't fully immersed into it until we start the podcast. I wasn't aware of it until then. And then, like I said, I seen people. They came and visited Arizona, and I seen people waiting outside in like 110 degree weather to have somebody who's on YouTube sign their Jordans. Now, to me, yeah. I could never sign the sneaker of somebody who mastered and perfected their profession. I feel like me signing that Jordan has just now that throw that Jordan in the trash. Like, yeah. even though somebody <laughs> asked me, like, we're talking about somebody who mastered their job, and I just get on video or a podcast, and I just talk, you know, for a little while and provide a little bit of content, and you want me to basically vandalize the the greatest athlete sneaker of all time. It's shocking to us at times, and it, it might be something that, like, we just haven't been able to adjust to. Um or well, want I want I I I understand what you're saying, but I want to give you an example. Okay. Growing up, who was a TV show that you liked? Oh, jeez. I mean, how far back? Martin, Jamie Foxx. Okay. I can go back further. So, <laughs> so these kids don't watch TV right. these days. Oh, exactly. So that YouTube channel is their Martin, and when Martin is in town, they want to meet him. Okay. You know, um, we didn't get a chance to meet Martin because it wasn't like that. Right. Uh, but, you know, keep in mind, you know, they're what they're glued to, they actually are able to touch it and, 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 and pause to that. But meaning like, you know, they're able to, they're, they're able to really like smell and feel the things that they passionately believe in. You know what I mean? Like, right. like you know, it, it, it's, it's I understand what you're saying. But I want you to understand that that these people are believing in something that someone else is doing. You know what I mean? And right. I know it may sound crazy, and I know you like, you know, how the fuck you signing someone's Jordan? But listen, it doesn't. In order, think about what they have to do in order to obtain that type of fan. You know what I mean? Like meaning, like you know, follow them and, and believe in them. You know what I mean? I. I don't know. It's different day and age, bro, of how people show love. But I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I feel like YouTube gets that bad rap of um, well, who the fuck is this? Why are they signing this? Why is this person famous? Right. You know, um, but I'll be honest with you. If we're living in a world where other people are showing other people love, which I think is rare these days, you know, I right. think we're on good steps. Oh, uh, yeah. You know. Uh, you know I, well, I mean, the, the the issue for me, and we've talked about it many times, is, isn't so much that the kids want that, because Greg and I differ a little bit on this. It's not so much that the kid wants the autograph. I understand that. We see, like, grown men, like 40-year-old men waiting in line to get an autograph from a shoe tuber who's, like, 22 years old. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, that'll never resonate with me. I grew up in L.A. I've never been starstruck even by, like, actual celebrities. So I guess that's like I um, way back in the day. I want to say this was like early '90s. Magic Johnson used to put on a. Um, when I went, it was at the form, the LA Forum, is way before the Staples Center. He used to put on an event every summer called like Midsummer Nights Magic or Classic or something like that, and he would have all the NBA players come and play in it. And it's basically like a. Um, a fundraiser for I think it was for the United Negro College Fund or something like that back then. 
I was like five feet away from Jordan, Shaq, uh, Gary Payton, like all these players. And yeah, it's definitely cool to see Michael Jordan five feet away and Shaq five feet away because that was when Shaq was young. But to me, it just doesn't resonate that, you know, grown men want autographs of like a 23 year old YouTube person who's just films himself walking around and showing his day off. You know what I mean? And then does the pours the milk in the shoe and jumps in a bathtub full of Kool-Aid and all that. You know what I mean? Like to me, says, that, what's up? What's up guys? It's your boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't resonate with me, man. I don't know. I don't, I never had that feeling, I guess, as a kid, my, the love for me is the shoe itself, not the person displaying the shoe or talking about the shoe. I don't know. Well, okay, then let's let's jump to that then. And like you said, you know, what you just told us right now, I think, I mean, because I've been working on that personally, trying not to be so on the younger people, because I think we've already voiced our opinions enough. And I think at some point, and like I said, I follow your IG all the time, and a lot of stuff you say on Twitter is like very positive. I try not to get on people too much to where it starts to sound like hate. It's never malice. It's never hate, you know. And I never want that. Um, it but, is for me. I'm a hater. I'm just be honest. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so another thing, real quick. I know, um, like I said, we're always considered the old, old, you know, sneaker lovers, sneaker heads. Um, and now this might be very difficult for you to do as a New Yorker, um, but we do have a lot of younger listeners, and I want you to kind of describe to yourself, kind of like how to our listeners, how you talked about. Uh, the Asian kid that had the Jordan threes on how impactful Jordans used to be in the sneaker community. Um, Jordans were everything, man. You know, I, to this day, as an older sneaker, whoever remember Jordans by moments I had in my life, the Jordan fours were the first time I ever kissed a girl. The Jordan fives are when I went to a prom and tried to get the little finger bang on. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The Jordan 6s were the first time I ever had a, a, a cell phone, you know? Right. Uh, you know, the Jordan 7s is the first time I had my own money, you know? Um, you know, I remember different times of things, you know? The Jordan 8 was the first time I ever got arrested, you know? Right. Um, you know, sneakers, you know, particularly Jordans, um, weren't just sneakers. They, they, you know, they were moments in my life. And, you know, you look at it to this day, you know, I always bring this up, too. It's like, you know, Michael Jordan broke barriers of how big Jordans were. You right. know, everybody wanted to be like Mike. You know, That's the, thing that, the, the, thing, the thing that kind of fucked up Jordans a lot, though, was early on, there was people who, well, not early on, but a little later on, there was people who were like, yo, we ain't, you know, we, like, we ain't wearing these balling. You know, like, we're going to be stylish, you know? Oh, you and know I feel what? like that's what led them to use lesser materials, in my opinion. That came later on. But, you know, back to just how important Jordans were, man. I mean, you know, this guy was amazing, man. This guy was confident. This guy was a winner. And I think that you felt to yourself that you were a winner and you wanted to be like Mike. And those commercials were everything and just, you know, I remember being a Brooklyn, New York City kid, man. Just, you know, you have a pair of Jordans on, you were about it. And that wasn't just because if you had them on, because you would have to have to keep them on. Right. And nobody did chucks them from you. 
and take your sneakers because that happens a lot at that you know back in the day. Back in the day, one hundred percent fact. Like I remember in L.A. lived in Inglewood and I was young, and I remember having to go by MacArthur Park and I knew and this is I'm talking Crip Blood era. Like I knew. It was always going to be a possibility that somebody was going to take my shoes for their cousin, brother, nephew, anybody. And I remember I used to take my old pair of shoes and my and I take my new pair off, put them in my backpack and put my old pair on. And I would just hope that they did take my backpack. Like I would hope mm. that, I would hope that my new sneakers in my backpack that they'd be like. Uh, he got on beat up sneakers and we're not going to take his school backpack. But like I used to watch it happen to other kids. Like I remember when Crips and Bloods would like come on our school campus to try to tell us how cool it was to kick it with them and how they had all the J's and, you know, all this type of stuff. Like um, a lot of people don't know that type of stuff took place back in the day. You know, like you said, I never thought about that turning point when people decided, nah, you don't hoop in Jordans anymore. That might be a very good thing to think about. Like, I remember hooping in Jordans all the way through 14s. Like, I sure. I always did. And, you know, I always sure. had, like, another pair. Like, I might have, like, the white pair and the black pair, but I hooped in the white pair and kept the black pair to rock. But nobody hoops in Jordans. I mean, obviously, technology is better now, but that right there might be a real key turning point in what changed Jordan. Jordan brand. Yeah, because people fucking, yeah, like I said, you know, I, I feel like we gave them so much information to be like, yo, what the fuck are we using all these basketball quality products and materials in this sneaker when they're, they're not wearing it to play basketball? It's a fashion statement. And, you know, you know, that's when I felt like, you know, you started to get less and less quality in Jordans, you know? Yeah. But you're right. I guess, you know, that was a good... I never hooped in Jordans. I, I mean, Team 1s, that one of my favorite basketball shoes of all time, I I think I didn't want to ruin them. Even when I was a kid, and like I said, I'm trending towards being old here. Even when I was a kid, I didn't <clears throat> take... Because no, mainly kids are playing outside. You know what I mean? You're play, you didn't you're not, yeah. you didn't get to the indoor court until you were in if you were on the middle school team or you were on the high school team. So you're playing outdoors. I didn't wear any of my nice sneakers outside playing basketball i wore some flights or forces or something like that and see i yeah. played i played basketball all the way starting at like fourth grade we played for like local catholic churches and we always started in the gym so like no matter how good you were if you had on them jays cats would see you um but yeah that's that's a good point man i never thought about that because if you're a nike or a jordan brand why am i gonna put this premium leather on it for cats who just hanging out chilling on the corner like that leather and that strength of the sneaker was for playing basketball yeah well i mean if you think about it the bins you know it's a nice quality product right so what does that mean the one you got is just eh you know <laughs> so, so you know you want to pay more and we'll give you what you're supposed to get all right you know um I it's mean, it's tough it, now. You know, I was telling someone the other day too. You know, we live in a day and age where Jordans, in particular customs, where I don't give a fuck if you've been around forever. You may, you, you can't tell uh, uh, what a fake is anymore. You may not even know what is what anymore because there's so many colorways that have come out. Right. Um. You know, back in the day, there was never no outside the box colorways, so you could tell. Never. So if you've seen somebody pull up in like a fucking 
you know, all blue, you know, uh, <laughs> right. nine. You're like, what the fuck? That was a fake. Yeah. You know? We talked about that now, before. We talked yeah. about when we were younger, Jordans came out in your, your black and your white. And they might throw in something every once in a while. But you mainly had no more than two or three colorways to a Jordan. You see somebody come up walking with a white and blue nine. You're like, yo, bruh, them is fake. Now, I don't know what's what anymore. Yeah. Um, Production is better on in the fake shoe world as well. So. Yeah, well, you think about it. First of all, you know, from, from someone like myself being in the sneaker, you know, culture for so long, um, I've had mothers, you know, aunts hit me and, and, and be like, hey, I need to. And, and this is something that always boggled my fucking mind, um, which now has changed. And I'll explain. I would have people call me years ago and be like, look, I need you to tell me if these sneakers are real. Um, I think they are. I got a good deal on them. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so they would show me. Right. And I would see, just say like a Jordan four, you know, with Nike air in the back. Right. And I'm like, and my first, just from being the experienced, you know, person in footwear, I'm like, how much did you pay for them? And they would say, Oh, 50 bucks. I'm like, they're fucking fake. <laughs> you know what I mean? And why do you think they're 50 bucks? Oh, no, no, no. Because, you know, they, you know nobody knows about this place. You know, it's a, shut the fuck up. Okay. <laughs> people, I never understood why people didn't fucking realize that that was a blatant understanding of the fake. Now, fake places are charging the exact uh, high amount. So it's hard to tell these days. And to be honest with you, the product is just as good as a fucking regular. Some, I've seen some that might be better than the regular. It's um, crazy, man. You ever see some of those fake Yeezys? And how close it I is? couldn't it's, tell. I wouldn't be able to tell a fake well, Yeezy let me for just some. Give, let me just give you an example. It used to be the price. It's not the price no more. Nope. It used to be the glue. But Jordan brand has glue still on fucking <laughs> Adidas still have glue. It used to be so easy. Like, there's glue around here. You know what I mean? Right. There's so many sneakers now. Nike, you know, even Adidas, sometimes you could tell there was a kind of a rush job. You ever get a pair of sneakers? You're like, damn, this shit, shit look at this. It looks oh, like yeah. it's threading a little. Yeah. The, the, paint, the was, paint's is, awful, you know, too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, they do now the fakes or replicas or whatever. They do different versions now. They'll make a rushed one, then they'll do another one, then they'll do another one, and then they'll have one that's like the final identical pair. And they're charging the retail price. You know, like you said, you used to be able to get a fake Jordan for like seventy five bucks because the retail yeah. the retail was one hundred fifty. Oh no, no, the replica fakes now are two twenty. You know, just like everything else. Uh, the only fake sneaker that I'll say that they never, ever seem to ever get right was foam posits. Foam posits just never, ever got right. Huh? Yeah, I've seen them. They definitely look super fugazi. Oh, you know what I mean? Uh, um, super. I mean, they look like fucking like a pile of fucking mud. <laughs> I've seen them. They tried. I've seen them in Chinatown a couple. They tried. They tried. Uh, so, Adidas. Let's talk about Adidas. Wait, hold on. Uh, hold on, yeah, on a second. Okay. What? what uh, so, what was the first passion? Was it hip-hop or was it sneakers? I feel like people don't I mean, even know this. I mean, just so people understand, um, hip hop is, is 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 what you know. Hip hop is a way of life, and there's so many elements of hip hop: food, you know, fashion, right. music, you know, uh, lifestyle. Um, it was definitely music, man. It was definitely music, though. You know, and, I, and that's one thing I like to see in these young kids. My daughter's 17. Everything about her life is music. You know, like even her mood. Like I remember, like you know, like like 
you know, when they're in a bad mood, you could tell that they listen to certain music, you know, or if they're in, you know, like I used to be like that too. Music, I, I would listen to music that went with my mu- my mood, you know what I mean? Right. Like if I threw on some DMX, I was doing 110 on the highway, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> You know, DMX could get you doing stuff like that. I mean, you know, but 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 music, music, gonna give it to you. Pause. Yeah, shit. You got that right. You know, stop, drop. You know, shut them down. Yeah. Open up shop. When that fucking beat dropped, man, I was crazy. But if you think about it, man, music is music is amazing. Music is the older brother or older sister that we don't have. You know what I mean? Yeah. Music, music, music is the partner that you know we always been looking for, that you know that that that, that does what we need and you know, and and doesn't bother us and you know it comforts it comforts us. You know what I mean? Like music is amazing when you really think about it. Like I think that people take music for granted. You know, think about what music has been able to do for us. You know what I mean? As as people, as 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 headphones, as CDs, as Cassette tapes, as Walkmans, as vinyl, as 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 iPods, as you know what I mean? Like, right. you think you think music is music? People don't. Songs may have got played, but music has never got played out. You know what I mean? It hasn't. And like you said, I think people do take music for granted now. It's um, you know, you come out with a song Monday, people want a brand new one by Thursday. They want the yeah, to have a new, a new one generation. By you and know? it is, and that feeling that music does give you, I mean, it's amazing. I remember, you know, laying in the bed late at night, falling asleep with my CD player on or Walkman on, listening, you know, to Bone Thugs and Harmony or uh, listening to, like, West Coast or listening to, like, DMX or Jay-Z, something. You know, I remember taking the time to memorize lyrics, you know, so I could show off in front of everybody. When that song came on, I knew the words, you know. Nowadays, it gets pushed out so quick, you know, you don't even got time to learn the words, you know. Uh, you're right, you're right. And I, I think that, you know, though they have genius, which is pretty amazing <laughs> how they, you right. know, how they annotate, uh, you know, lyrics and you're able to find out what they mean and what they are. Right. But you're right, man. I remember, I remember, you know, uh, uh, stopping, rewinding and then, you know, playing again, stopping, rewinding just to try to remember the lyrics. Like, yeah. you know, it's like it was that powerful. I never forget like KRS One had this song um called love's gonna get you and um i mean there's so many things that stuck with me but like i remember wanting to remember every lyric you know my boy named rob is chilling in a benz in front of my building with the rest of his friends i give him a pound well i mean i shake his hand he's a neighborhood drug dealer my man you know i go upstairs and punch my brother kiss my mother you know and, and you know i sit down on my it's, i think he says like i sit down on my couch to watch some tv and then you hear do my ears deceive me? Nope. That's the third time this week. Another fast brother shot dead in the street. You know, I guess I, you think about like, like I, I was addicted to the, the, the style of what they were saying. Like, you know, like, you know, he was saying something like, uh, you know, um, I got beans, rice and bread on my shelf. Every day I see my mother struggling. Now it's time I got to do something. I look for work. I get dislike like a jerk. I do odd jobs. I come home like a slob. So here comes Rob. His gold is chivalry. He gives me 200 for a quick delivery. I did it once. I did it twice. Now there's steak with the beans and rice. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. You think about like how fucking, you know, like, like, like that's what it was all. Just being fresh, man. Just, j- j- just being able to, 
get it together. You know, like 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 he even said, like with one and a half pair of pants, you ain't cool. You know, that's what Kara said back in the day. Like, <laughs> right. you know? Yeah, that's funny like, because like uh, being from the West Coast, I wasn't fully in the West Coast music. I was so in the Wu Tang. And Liquid Swords was just one of my things. And mm. there was a lot of stuff in Liquid Swords and Wu-Tang and, and KRS-One and everybody like that that West Coast wasn't privy to. So, like, whenever I would try to get my friends to listen to Wu-Tang and stuff like that, they just always, Nas, all that, they always said it was too complicated and, and stuff like that. And I remember, like, Duel of the Iron Mike. I remember, like, the liquid soluble that made up the chemistry, the gastrous element that burned down your ministry. Like, stuff like that was like, whoa. It was like the herbal vapors and biblical paper smoke and exodus and every square yard you push. You know, they can't breathe, blood splash, rushing fast, like running rivers. I'd be that whiskey in your liver, bombing in barracks. You know, it was like, it was complex rhyming that like a lot of people wasn't used to, but it was like ours. You know, everybody couldn't afford sneakers, but you can go outside or you could get in your homie's ride. You could go to your friend's house and you could put on the radio. You always had music. And yeah. like, and it and it it's just one of those feel good things, man. I'll tell you one thing, man. You know, you never know what someone else is going through, but music, music did. You know what I mean? Definitely. Um, yeah. So, uh, Adidas. Yeah, man. Finally, we've been trying to get we've him. Been man. To we've get been trying him. to get him. <laughs> um, we've been trying to get him, man. We've I, been trying to get you him. You know, you know. I always see you post sneakers and things like that, and whenever. If there's one thing I can say about a premium Pete, you know, IG page when it comes to sneakers, it's it's never uh, the same. It's like it's respectable of everything. You might catch a New Balance, you might catch a Nike, some trainers, you know, anything like that. And you've been on the boost wave for quite some time now. Um, it might be a little hard to actually find a picture of premium Pete wearing boost. I always see you in J's, bread ones, some threes or things like that. Um how do you feel about Adidas and Boost, and is it possibly just like a quick flash in the pan? No, I think um, it's um, straight up, man. Adidas changed the game. Um, or should I say Adidas breathed life back in the game. That's, That's a good way to put it. That's a good way. You know, I was in um, Nature's Grill. It's a healthy fucking place with my daughter we went there and you know you eat food that doesn't even taste good and you say hey we had lunch you know right um i looked down and these two kids came in and you know they had a fucking they look from the top up they look like you know they had a dope outfit i looked down you know nmds i look down pair of yeezys i look down you know pair of boosts i'm like oh shit right let me tell you something man i never in my life thought that three kids in Brooklyn in a spot that looked dip before I looked at their feet would all have Adidas on. You know, um, more so, look, they look dope. More so, they don't resemble everything else in this world. Think about how hard it is to create a new silhouette. You know, right. Nike could come out tomorrow with a new silhouette, like, oh shit, that looks like the old, you know, uh, New Balance, or that looks like a part of a Jordan five that looks like everything resembles something. Right. So for them to make something that is kind of like somewhat of a new silhouette where people could take in and adapt to, but more importantly, be comfortable. You know, look, I grew up in a world where I just wanted to be fresh. There's been times where I remember they only had a nine and a half in a Jordan four. <laughs> 
And I told my mother, I need it. She's like, Pete, you wear a size eight. <laughs> I'm like, nah, I got this. Going down in I, size is even worse. Yeah, man. But you that was die that way. But that was the whole that was the whole like when you your parents couldn't afford it. You were going to live with this. Like, well, see, I might wear a nine or we're going to buy a 10 here because was you're going to grow into it. We, we were talking earlier about, you know, there not being lines um, and not release dates and that kind of stuff. But you still had to worry that if you waited too long, your size would be gone because there was no resale market back then. Or if there was, it wasn't a national resale market. It was like maybe your friend wanted to get rid of his pair or maybe you got lucky. But if you waited too long, your size was probably gone. So... Yeah, no, nah, but you what, had I, to I go down. No, no, nah, nah, you're right. I agree, but I guess the point I'm trying to make is we sacrifice to be fresh. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, think about that. Think about that. You sacrifice your fucking feet to be fresh. There right? Was, yeah, there was absolutely. But, but what I'm saying is now, Adidas comes along, and it's like, yo, we're gonna change the game in the sense of where we're gonna make some fly shit where it looks dope, but you're gonna be comfortable. When has comfortable been in style why 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 did we push that away for all these years you know the other day i went to this uh juicing event uh thrown by styles p the homie styles p and styles was like yo we as a culture have to look at health is cool why don't we preach that to each other why do we sit in and you know like like, like here i am saying about the, the food i'm like you know <laughs> right. oh with some tasteless food but being being healthy is cool. Like, why not? Why are we? Why are we just? You know, why are we not preaching being fit or or, or 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 taking care of yourself is dope? Why are we? Why are we against that? Like, looking at it like it's corny. You know what I'm saying? Right. And like, that's, like, 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 we're not embracing it. That's so. The, I know. I know it's a little bit different from what I'm saying, but keep in mind, comfortability is everything. Imagine being able to look fly and be comfortable. Yo, that's why D has changed the game, man. Yo, them fucking that boost is. Listen, I've been with every type of thing you could think of. I, listen, I I used to run. I jog. I used to jog a lot. I used to jog an Max ninety five. I was a big Max ninety five guy for a while. Max ninety seven. Max one. Right. Okay. I love jogging in those. I jogged in Air Forces. No problem. <laughs> well, you jogging or running away from somebody? Well, yeah, both, both. But, <laughs> but you think about it, you know, even like, you know, you look at it like Boost too. Like, I wouldn't say Boost is the best running sneaker because no. I feel like it makes your calves hard sometimes. You know, I, th- I still think Fly Knits are dope, um, you know, and I think they're a great running sneaker too. You know, but think about it. You got the, remember back in the day, Shocks, which I didn't think were ever comfortable. Never. Um, but, you know, then you got like, you know, you, you got, you know, to this day, you got Vapor Max. But what I'm saying is comfortability is key, man. Basketball sneakers are are dying. Oh, they are. are dying, man. You know, it, athletic sneakers are where it's at because people want to look. Bro, let me tell you something, man. Adidas has made product for people who, you know, um, are, are, are living in the world of, of, of what we are today. They evolved. They evolved. Right. Uh, it's funny, like you talked about, you know, like the being healthy and things like that and how being cool is healthy. I was on, I don't know, I was like Instagram, I was on something and it was a picture of like some guy, I don't know what it was, you know, and I seen this girl comment and the and I remember like the era that we grew up in, 
it was about being fly. We weren't trying to be comfortable. I didn't buy Jordans for comfortability. Like there was no, I say this to this day, air has never been comfortable to me. Like I've never, I can't think back to back in the day like, oh, these are comfortable. It's never been comfortable. It was just what it was. And we talk about how like you said, Vapor Max is comfortable though. Vapor Max is very comfortable. I talk about back in the day. I'm talking about back in the day. Back yeah. in the day, yeah. there was no such thing of like, man. Like somebody the day said, somebody the day said, well, Pippen, yeah, because we were 20 and we didn't care if no, our feet hurt or not. Not even 20. I'm talking about when we were like oh, in high school. Same thing, even different. You right? More. I'm just, but I'm that's just the saying. Point, but that's the it's point different I brought up now. Before, uh, just uh, just before, right? Yeah, absolutely. Up, I was like, we sacrificed our feet. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And now, and like you said, like now. You said styles that talked about how we need to make healthy cool. I remember being fresh and just having what you had. You might have a car. You might have a nice little whip. You might have a little money. You might have something. And girls used to like that. You know, you'd be a little clean. You smell good. I seen this girl comment on a picture, and she was like, man, his skin is nice. And I said, man, like, just the times have changed on how (laughs) things are viewed. Like, we go to buy sneakers now. Like, I heard somebody say the new uptempos that came out, like a new colorway of the uptempo Pippins. And somebody said, yo, these joints are comfortable. You're a liar. You're an absolute liar if you're going to yeah. tell me that Pippin uptempos are comfortable. You're lying, okay? You just got something. You just got something. Have, that person, have that person walk a mile. Yeah. Now, I mean? and that's the thing. You said about Ultra Boost. I would run an Ultra Boost every single day. And after a while, my lower back started hurting. I couldn't run in them. I went back to fly knits. Now, I don't know how on earth you know, running how we used to run in Air Max 95s and stuff like that. They were never comfortable. They were nope, just dope. Never. They were no, never, ever no. comfortable. Um, and we get into it all the time about Boost up here all the time. George is like the Boost Infinity up here. You know, his Twitter, his, his IG is the Boost Snob. You know, he has it all. Um, and I have my share of pairs, and our other co-host Ryan has his share of pairs all the time. But, you know, the Vapor Max is one of those ones that I think Nike might have something in the bag um that can compete with boost um a little bit because to me boost is like that temporary comfort you put it on and you're comfortable for a while but that all day wear i can't wear them all day yeah well, okay, well, well, well yeah i get it i mean I, I just think that if we prepare for things we do in life you know like a picture if you go to disneyland Man, you walk around there, you better get yourself a comfortable pair of sneakers. Right on. You know, you go you go to trade shows, you go like Agenda or Caps or Liberty, right? Right. Let's walk around. It's a lot of work, you know, mingling with people, talking with people, you know, whatever you're striking deals or whatever you're doing. You better have yourself a fucking comfortable pair of sneakers. <laughs> you know, to, to each is their own. But right. I, I, I am amazed that Adidas has been able to resurge. Um, I feel like they really change part of the game. We, I do. We, yeah. I, I always say I think Adidas, with their boost, has found their air. They found. Bro, what do they have? What do they have? They used Stan to have Smith, they, superstars, EQTs, right? Uh, 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 Rod Laver. They had, uh, you know, they had like they had technology. They had Kobe Bryant for a while. Like they've they've gone yeah, through. But they've you know, gone through technology that didn't sit well. Like it didn't submit itself. They had feet you wear technology. They had Adidas Preen. They had a few ways to try to make their shoes comfortable. What they finally did was they got Boost, and then they said, all right, we have the technology. Now let's work from the bottom up. Let's make the sneaker attractive and go with today's clothing. 
You know, we used to throw on some baggy jeans, some Carl Kanai jeans, and throw on some Air Force Ones or throw on some Pippins, and it was fine. You're not throwing on skinny jeans and wearing Pippins now or slim jeans and throwing on a pair of up-tempos now. You look crazy. You look like a giant capital L. Mm. Like, mm. you can't wear, like, up-tempos now have become Tim's. Like, I put on a pair of up-tempos. Them joints are like Timberland boots now. Like, mm. You know, you just can't rock them joints anymore. But why don't you own Yeezys? Or why don't you... Actually, I don't know if you don't own them, but how come you don't... I don't see Yeezys on your page. Because I'm a fucky bird. That's why. You know, you know. Um, I just never got into them. And, you know, starting... His, 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 before I said I want... I always want to drop something for somebody. Um, this sneaker... Let me explain something to you. Whoever the fuck is listening. Okay, <laughs> when they when they listen, okay. Don't ever not treat this sneaker culture like a fucking business, okay? And I'm gonna tell you why, because this is a fucking billion, multi-billion dollar a year business, footwear, and most of the people who have big hearts and big passion for this fucking culture ain't getting no money off of it. And that's sad because they too should be cashing in the check. They too should be able to the benefit off of it. And 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 you know, back in the day when those first Yeezys came out, I've had I have relationships all over. I had people in stores like, Yo, Pete, you want us to hold you a pair? Get the fuck! I don't wear those fucking Yeezys. <laughs> Meanwhile, those shits are going for fucking like forty five hundred right now. Fucking FICA. I could have paid fucking two months mortgage with that fucking shit. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's a business, man. I'll give you an example. I told my lady, I was like, yo, I wish we'd go to Bahamas this year. She's like, babe, we just came back from vacation last month. We're not going on to one the next year. We can't afford it. Yo, I go in the garage. It's like four Dornbacker number fours. Three fucking Dornbacker nines. Fucking five Dornbacker sixes. <laughs> man, I took fucking three of those, three of those, two of those. Went to fight club. They sold the next day. Fucking boom. I said, we're going away. They're like fucking 10 grand. You know what I mean? It's like, right. what are we? What am I doing? I'm over here sitting here saying I can't afford to go somewhere. And I'm sitting on things I, you know, I, I don't need or things that I do need for a future time. This is a business. Of course you want to love it. Of course it's a passion. Of course it's a hobby. Of course you're a collector. That's what we do. We right. love sneakers. We love staying fresh. We love owning our grails. Right. But it comes a point in time where it's like, yo, fucking why do I have seven Jordan 1s? You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, when I grill, I'm a infrared sixes are just my grail of grails. And when they re-released, even though they weren't exactly what I wanted, I still bought six pairs of them. And I'm just like, what was I thinking? Because I don't even wear one. Like, I don't even rock the one, you know? So mm -hmm. it's kind of like, mm -hmm. you know, what are you doing? Um, I don't know how good how good are you on time. I don't, we don't want to, like, you good? Yeah, no, I guess there is some time, yeah. Okay. Um, so I wanted to ask you, too, also, you know, we kind of touched on this a little bit, but, you know, sports, sneakers, hip-hop, um, they've always just gone hand-in-hand. Hand and, uh, you know, there's been many discussions and arguments on, like, tons of stuff. You know, we got, like, sports with, like, super teams and, you know, hip-hop being mumble rap or whatever they want to call it call it right now um and like you talked about when we bought sneakers we wanted to be jordan we wanted to be pippin 
Um, and it just seems like the sneaker community has gone to celebrity versus athlete. Is that forever now? Like, um, I mean, I think that you know, it's gone. To, it's gone. Yeah, it's gone to celebrity. But I think that it's gone to show you that footwear is more than just athletes. You know, um, I think that we always. Like I'll never forget, you know, Kanye made a lot of sense. You know, he may be he may be crazy, but you got to be crazy to be creative, right? You know, um, when he said something like, you know, I'm a performer. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm performing in these easies. You know, I'm I'm just because I'm not coming out of a tunnel, and you know, um, I'm hitting the game winner. You know, from three point or or, or catching a fifty yard touchdown or, or or hitting a home run, you know what I mean? Right. Or or knocking out a TKO, you know, doesn't mean I'm not a, I'm not a performer, you know. Um, you know, I think that um, it has gone celebrity, but you know, it, it, it's it's you know, I, I still think there's a mixture of it, man. Sneakers are. Let me tell you something, man. Sneakers are one of the biggest conversation starters you could ever you know, experience in your life. The common bond of, 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 you know, leather and rubber is amazing of what doors it could open. Man, I just want to give you guys an example, man. I met through sneakers. I met fucking Dallas Penn. Dallas Penn brings me on the combat Jack show. I go on the combat Jack show, create fucking history with them. Fucking six, six and a half, almost seven years. That's how that fucking started. Stop. Yeah. Start oh my, my own show. I'm here today. You understand from the podcast in a sense. <laughs> me crazy. and Bum B met through sneakers over like, you know, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago. Right? Me and him are business partners. That's my brother. You know? Right. Um, I mean, I can give you so many examples of people I met through sneakers that I'm still friends with to today. You know? Like sneak like like, like you know, sneakers, you know, it's you know, we, sneakers are just an amazing dot connector, you know? It's it, it really is, man. It's an amazing dot connector. You know why? Because you got something in common. You know, we can sit here and talk about, you know, what when this sneaker came out, when this came out, when I had this collection, when I got rid of my this amount of pairs. Something to relate to, man. Something that we that we both love. You know, this right. thing of ours, this culture. You know what I mean? And it may be changing, and it may be a young man's game, and it may not be as respected as as much as we are growing up. One thing for sure, it's it, it, it it's something that people are still addicted to these days, regardless if you're an athlete or a celebrity. I've seen so many athletes asking for things that they don't know how to get. I've seen so <laughs> many, you know, celebrities like it, it bro, it's it's worldwide, man. It's worldwide, man. I mean, I've gotten sneakers over the years for so many fucking people, bro. We've had people that conversation. Never- I was gonna say we've had that conversation on here a couple times about you know, why we see um, athletes going on sneaker shopping or whatever it may be and buying all the stuff that you would assume or, you know, the general public would assume that they have access to. And, you know, it always baffles me that these guys don't have better agents or better connections than they do. I mean, it surprises me bro, that some bro, of these kids got to pay man. for this I don't stuff. Even start, not to cut you off. I don't even want to start fucking dropping names. I, <laughs> I won't do that. But, but, well, this but is I've met radio people, morning show people years ago. Years ago, people in radio that were like, you know, that had no connects like that. And I was like, wait, you don't know the guy at Adidas? Wait, you don't know? This is before Wax. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like just knowing people. You don't know this one or you don't get that or you're not friends with this one. 
Like, where I'm like, yo, I'll make a phone call. And I'm like, yo, you know, uh, blah, blah, blah. And like, yeah, I'm like, yo, you get him some sneakers, man. He wanted to eat You know what I mean? Like, meaning, like, right. I'm like, how is this possible? How are you on the radio? How are we, like, bro, you'd be surprised, man. You'd be surprised, man, that how many people don't have connects that don't know other people and are in a spotlight. Right. Yeah, no, I always yeah. see, when we see that, I see, like, like George had brought up, you know, I'll see somebody like an athlete and I'm like, why is he in flight club buying a Maroon six? You know, he doesn't have access to that back in the day. You know, it's, it's funny, you know, and uh, a lot of people don't realize, you know, it's not easy building those connections, you know, um, and getting well, out it's there. Because people always ask for, bro, you want to fucking build connections with stores, you know, small right. businesses, Right. Buy more than just a fucking limited shit. <laughs> Support them throughout the fucking year. Right. You know, help them keep the lights on as you keep shit on your feet. So then that when the fucking Yeezy comes along or a certain holiday Jordan, then you lock yourself in. See, the thing is this. People want connects. People don't want to build connects. Okay. Right. You know, people want to be the plug, but don't ever know how to, you know, you know, how to even be their own plug. You know, you, you got to think about that shit, bro. You know, like, 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 hold on a second. You know, think about like, um, you know, it, it's, it's just crazy, man. You, you, you know, people, people like, you know, you know, you, you think about this day and age, right? You know, it's like people will hit somebody only up. Like I used to have people hit me up, um, like every holiday and like, yo, what's up, man? I need you to help me hook me up with those fucking cool gray 11s. <laughs> right. And, and and I'm like, come on, man. Like, you know, you're hitting me three days before, you know, and I'm like, my bad. I just wanted to give you some business. Like, you want to give me business? Those fucking things are sell to a blind person. What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? You know what I mean? Right. Um, well, I mean, on that topic of celebrity, we've also talked about up here many times about how, um, you know, there's many celebrity sneakerheads out there. And not to isolate, you know, Fat Joe or anything like that, but we always use an example because... Of like when SneakerCon New York, um, I believe he was like opening up his shop or he has a shop that he opened up. Um, what do you, considering that I think you, I read that you used to work in sneaker, you know, retail for a while, manage some stores, you know, in your younger yep, yep. days. Um, yep. How do you feel about that? Where like you see like a sneaker celebrity who does have those connections with people in the industry and they start a store and they immediately in their store is able to provide product that other smaller boutiques haven't built up the clout to sell yet. You know, like a Fat Joe store, Fat Joe store is going to have Jordans and limited stuff and Yeezys and stuff right from the bat, from the connections mm -hmm, he's built. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But that hurts the mom and pop shop. That hurts the small boutique because they have, to, we have a boutique out here called Manor. Manor is a great shop and it's dope to see them gradually get more brands and get more sneakers to sell because they have to prove themselves as a shop in order to get more stuff. So how do you feel about that? Like, you know, a celebrity using their clout to open up a bigger brand and almost kind of run the smaller spots out of the out of business? Well, you know, it's funny because it's like you're right. And, you know, and, and it may, it, you know, it makes sense. Um, it, you know, you, you think about it. it. It's like it makes sense for somebody who has clout. Like, I think even like who is this guy in Cleveland? Uh, that opened up their own store. Like he has a good collection. What's his name? Joe. Joe um, Hayden. God, I Joe can't Hayden. remember this guy's name. The foot. You uh, talking about a football player? Joe Hayden. Yeah, right? yeah. Joe Hayden. Yeah. yeah. 
I think he opened up a sneaker store too in 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 Cleveland. I think I'm almost positive. Right. Um, you know, it makes sense. You know, you you're a celebrity. You open a store. It gives it a chance to do better. Um, man, let me tell you something straight off the bat, man. And this goes for anybody, any mom and pop show. Support your local fucking sneaker stores. Right. Absolutely. Know, because you know, support your you know fucking you know support them, man. Stop looking for fucking you know. Uh, um, you know, people want to support these big corporations. Give a fuck, don't give a fuck about them. If you're trying to get certain sneakers and and lock certain things down to add to your collection or add for resale or whatever you want to do, ain't nothing wrong with that. But I'm saying support your local sneaker shop because I think people open up sneaker shops and think like it's cool. It's like you know they can easily become like something. Man, right. that shit is fucking difficult. Because let me explain something to you. By the time you fucking sell a Nike account. And and, and and you may have, like, one good run, and then you forget about all these other sneakers they're giving you. And before you know it, Foot Locker has those sneakers on sale, and you're trying to fucking sell them. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, for regular price, you know. And then next thing you know, the next month's bill has already come in. And next month's sneakers. <laughs> right. That's why so many you know consignment know? shops yeah. are popping up. We, we've had a couple of consignment shop owners on the, on the show, and, um, you know, the the I think the common thread between all of them was it's too expensive to own a retail store it's much easier to own a consignment store and still be in the sneaker business you know what i mean because you don't have the same overhead you don't have to worry about bills being paid you don't have to worry about taking 50 shoes that people don't want just to get one shoe they do want kind of thing you know what i mean sure 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 so very interesting for people who don't know that kind of stuff it almost get, you know it almost reminds me it's like fucking Nike got like this mafia hold on you. It almost reminds me of like you know like quote unquote influencers. Right. You know it's like you know these some brands will send you these you know put you on a list and seed you with sneakers for a while. You know some brands will send you garbage and want you to scream that this is amazing. Right. You know what I mean? It's like it's like you know I feel like even that's broken. You know I spoke about that. Um, yeah, I think I had Yu Ming on my show, you know, who was the founder of Sneaker News and SneakerCon. Oh, yeah. One of, the, one of the big guys in Stadium Goods, you know, in Freshness Mag. Um, you know, I had a big conversation with him where I feel like brands have gotten used to using people, believe it or not, you know, just to get some sneakers, you know, where instead of, you know, instead of, instead of giving them an opportunity to make money. Right. You know what I mean? Instead of, you know, like I always said, like, you know, I, I've been one of those people years ago. I was flown down all over, flown down, check out a new Harding, check out a new crazy Adidas crazy that they were doing, you know, um, you know, hotel fucking, you know, company car. We go out to dinner, you know, fucking it, it was beautiful. But I'll be honest with you, you could have just cut me a $3,000 check. I would create my own content. You know what I mean? Right. You know, but, but you know, it's like, they're not going to do that. You can't cut checks for everybody, and I understand that. But what I mean by that is, like, it's not easy. You know, these people take their time, and, 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 and you know, you, you, you got to travel, and, you know, it, it's tough, man. It's tough, and I feel like the brands, you, you don't want to succumb to being used. And I hate to use any other you know uh, uh uh you know terminology but it's kind of like why not work with these people you know and i think there are there are some things right. going on but it's like you know come on man if you're a brand and you're sending sneakers to a, a celebrity or influencer or somebody that you feel you know should have these product at least make sure it's a good piece of product like i want to scream ultra boost 
You know what I mean? I want to scream about a new, you know, a new NMD. Right. I want to scream about maybe, you know, like, don't fucking hand me like an Adidas fucking, you know, uh, uh, fusion bougie and fucking tell me <laughs> to fucking right. and tell me to scream how right. good this is to my audience. You know what I mean? It's like, yo, you ask people to sell their soul for what? For fucking a piece of leather or rubber that doesn't even look that good. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, that's my opinion. Um, that, I was actually going to ask you, uh, what have you picked up lately? Is there anything you've bought recently? Uh, Boost, man. Boost, I got You know, I'm, I'm fucking with the Uncaged, man. I'm fucking with the Uncaged, man. I think the Uncaged might be the most disrespected. Yeah, I think yeah. they're more comfortable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what happened? I think they're more comfortable than the, uh, the regular Ultra Boost. Yeah, yeah, I, I I do feel that sometimes, you know. I got to give it the Pepsi Coke test, you know what I mean. But um, <laughs> you know, I I, I I do feel that sometimes, you know. Um, you know, Uncage a beautiful man. I feel like it was shorts and it just looks good. And 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 I'll be honest with you, one thing I, again, you know, and and not to be all over the Adidas way, because I still fuck with my Jordans. Right. I still fuck with Nike. But um, you know, one thing I like about Adidas, I feel like they are evolving into this new world we're living in. You know, like the no shoelace type thing, and you know, even like the, you know, the the, the uncaged wrapping around your ankle. You know, these type of sort of like moccasin right. type looking sneakers, this knit just feel of, uh, uh, you know, on top of a layer of a boost. You know, think about it. It's like you know, evolving into like little swaggy, comfortable type shoes. You know what I mean? No, nah, most definitely. Um, I actually think that might be it. We have to ask. I mean, you could talk all night long about sneakers and hip hop. There's no doubt about that. We definitely don't want to keep holding you up. <laughs> um, yeah, you're not holding me. I'm about a good time, man. Sometimes good. So, you know, let me tell you something. When you've been in the game, you know, or of the culture for so long, sometimes you lose passion. You know, you lose passion because you know sometimes you see the game change and it's not treated well. You know, sometimes it's almost like hip hop. You know, I mean, you know, people who get mad and be like these guys don't have lyrics, like you know, people had years ago. But the game changes. Right. But you never change. Your passion never changes. Yeah, I'm one of those people. Yeah, Greg gets mad but, at me all the time yeah. for saying that future's trash and whatever you know, whatever other crazy things I've said. Well, no, no, no. I don't. I've I've said. See, I I appreciate Future when I heard Future do an interview and Future said that he's not trying to spit bars. That's when I started to like Future. I always tried to listen for bars. You know, I, I tried to listen to every single rapper and tried to just break down bars. And I started getting frustrated with people like Future and things like that. Now I love and appreciate a Future because he said he's not trying to spit bars, you know. So I can appreciate <laughs> it. Um, we could talk about hip hop and music and stuff like that all day as well. Um, of course. Is there any advice you have, you know, just for us? We're a young podcast, you know. And, you know, we have those episodes on those days where sometimes you just don't feel like coming, but you don't want to disappoint. You always want to make sure that you keep your content fresh and post something. Is there any advice you have for us or anything? Well, first of all, I would say stay consistent, you know, right um, through the highs and lows. Stay consistent and never stop believing in what you're doing. You know, um, if you're not consistent, then people can't be consistent with you, you know, um, I think that's one of the biggest problems with podcasts is that, you know, they're not consistent enough. And I would say, too, 
is 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 continue to let you know let you let your voice flow um and and really i think this is something that some people may not even understand don't get in the way of yourself you know sometimes people are so you know uh, uh um controlling of what they think people want they forget to do what they're supposed to be doing you know and 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 you know you don't want to be a critiquer so much where you don't put out the content that you want you know you got an audience be consistent you know um know what your audience wants and be and 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 really just you know like i said just 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 get in touch with the people try to do something different too like you know obviously a podcast is a podcast so a lot of similarities of you, you drop a podcast it's audio you know a lot of those things are similar right. to everybody else but always try to like i feel like step outside the box because everyone else is going to always be doing the same thing so being the being the class of always trying to just change it up a little bring on a different guest you know uh, maybe you know um do yeah i don't know just you know just expand your mind right. to bring something different every once in a while to your show to keep it enlightened and entertaining and more importantly i think that there's a lot of podcasts i feel that are very good and there's a lot of podcasts i feel are very bad you never want to be that podcast that is so self-centered you want people to listen to this and get something out of it because that's where the world we live in today they may support you but they enjoy what it's been given to them the gems, you know, the, the, the lessons they learn, and maybe even the information that they learn, you know. So, you know, I would say to you or any podcast that is out there, you know, again, the biggest thing is stay consistent, stay true to yourself, you know, um, make sure you fucking got some good sound. Don't be fucking taping no podcast <laughs> in the bathroom. Right. You know I mean? And expect people to fucking want to listen to you when you're like. We can you know, hear that like, shit immediately when we listen to other shows or watch stuff on YouTube, man. It's blatantly obvious the difference between being in a studio and not being in a studio. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, and that's... challenge yourself, bro. Challenge yourself. Bring on a different guest. Allow yourself to fucking to, 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 to get, get outside your comfort zone. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, we definitely, I mean, honestly, the advice you just gave us definitely kind of hits home. I think, you know, there's times where we might get in the way with ourselves. Our personalities are so strong on how we might feel about something that we realize we just spent the entire episode um, being extremely critical. No, I'm a hater. I don't care. And, and, you know, and that's fine. And I think it's a perfect balance of being critical. But like you said, providing something for a listener to say, like, huh, you know what? That was a, a great point. And I'm going to go and move forward with that. I like how when I listen to your podcast, I like every time you talk about being a father and stuff like that. I'm a father of three kids. And, mm. a, lot, and a lot of people don't understand, like, being a father they might understand like that it's hard, but being a father is really hard. Like life, you like you literally are molding lives that, you know, you created, you know, you can easily be one of those fathers and be like, I'm out of here, you know, and, and, yeah. do your, and do your best not to care. But when you do care, that adds more anxiety and stress just on a daily basis. And then you have your regular work and then podcast and, you know, your own health. And, you know, you try to be healthy and drink juices and eat all that nasty stuff that you know to try to be cool you know to stay healthy but um but no yeah i always get something out of your podcast every time i listen to it and even just your tweets you know and uh yeah, i appreciate that yeah and i think that advice you just gave us i'm gonna run with that you know we've we're always original we do a lot of things our, our sneaker podcast that 
other podcasts don't do as regards to sneakers. It's not easy, you know, coming up with sneaker topics and different ways to get listeners involved. And we've done that. So uh, getting that from you is definitely a gem that we're going to take. And we definitely appreciate it, man. Yeah, definitely. I definitely appreciate you guys bringing me on. And, uh, you know, it's good to talk about kicks. And, and I, I do my last words to, uh, you know, people listening is, Listen, if you're a sneaker lover and you're able to make a, a business out of it for yourself, man, that is what you call turning your dreams into reality. Um, you know, and I think never stop giving up. If you feel that that's something you could do, never stop giving up. Uh, you have a day job, you know, to, you know, keep, you know, don't quit on your day job because your day job fuels your dream job. And, you know, I think that, you know, you could just really just understand of like how much sneakers mean to people like i said there's a common bond that you know you may walk by a stranger but if you see him in a certain pair of sneakers you know you may connect and get a head now like okay i see you <laughs> you know what i mean there's That's something so special about sneakers and and this thing of ours and this culture and this community you know it, it you know it may be some fucky birds it may be some hype beasts but for the most part man there's a lot of good people in this shit but that's some good stuff man we definitely appreciate you coming on you know, uh, thank you, and hopefully we can stay in touch. We appreciate you coming on, and that's a uh, premium Pete for the Sneak This Podcast. Thank you very Ooh. much. Shouts to the Sneak This Podcast, but I don't know where Ryan is. I don't know where Ryan is. <laughs> yeah, we don't know either. You know, Ryan's MIA, but uh, we yeah, I'm sure he'll appreciate you shouting him out and stuff. So, Yeah, no doubt. All right, fellas. All right, appreciate All right, man. it. Take it easy. Peace. Peace. Um, it's time to go home. Time to go home. I'm tired. That was a great conversation, though. Yeah, it was. That was really good. What do you expect? That's premium fee. That's classic. That's hip-hop culture royalty right there. Uh, once again, follow us. Uh, subscribe. iTunes, YouTube, Google Play, Stitcher, and all that. Visit our website, thisneakthis.com. Uh, we appreciate premium Pete coming through. Follow him. He has a few websites, food blog, things like that. Follow him on IG, Twitter. Uh, visit his website, uh, yougottoeatthis.com. It's a food blog. Boing. Uh, with him and uh, <laughs> yeah, boss, with him and uh, Bun B, uh, super dope. We appreciate Premium P. And uh, anything else? That's it. That's a sneak. This. Pow.